world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, listen, first thing right out of the shoot today, I want to apologize to Rochelle. Now, I don't know if it was in the after show or whether it was in the, I don't know. We got a discussion going on yesterday and I, I growled pretty hard, showed my teeth. I may have even actually bit yesterday. Because I, I, I have a great frustration. I have a great fr- a frustration. And maybe I misread what, what Rochelle was trying to do. She's trying to explain something to me. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to turn our show into an argument over doctrine. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And what I tried to do yesterday, and we talked about the uh, pre-tribulation rapture yesterday, I, did, I, I, I just got really, really frustrated because I, I, th- that this is not the forum for people to make the argument of why, the, why you have your doctor, okay? And maybe that wasn't what Rochelle was trying to do, and I was rude to her publicly. I just want you to know I'm sorry I did that to you, Rochelle. So please accept my apology. Uh, sometimes even my nerves get a little bit tinged, if you know what I'm talking about, right? So look, man, I got some great stuff today. Some really, really good stuff. I'm, Lord's trying to take me about twelve. Let me stop a second. I, this is a this is a real appeal from my heart. Uh, I, I pray. I just ask you guys to continue to pray. Uh, cover me in your prayers because I'm going to tell you I'm getting. I just said to Michelle, my wife, I'm getting so many downloads. I'm not trying to sound holier than that, okay? I'm getting so many downloads of truth that I, I don't know how to juggle them. And as I was putting the show together here today, I, I've got about 10 different topics here that are all crucial, that are really, really good. And it becomes a burden to me because I'm trying to unveil these truths that you on your own will research. Don't take my word for it. And plans and ske- not schemes, I don't like that, plans and things we ought to be doing and not moving fast enough. We're not doing, and it's, it just becomes a burden. Okay. So just, just uh, continue to, Michelle said to me yesterday, I said, man, you're tired a lot. I said, man, I'm, I'm mentally whipped. I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm mentally whipped because my brain, my brain never quits. Today after I have to, I don't have to today. I'm writing my article at news with views. And right now my mind is working towards what I'm going to, I know what I want to say. But it's just not easy to say it. And so that takes me a while to do that. And a lot of, uh, a lot of things on my plate. And I just pray that y- y'all hang in there with me, all right? Pray for me. Continue to pray for us. Hey, look, i got a couple things. First of all, I want to apologize to Jeff Klein. I was going to show up last night at the church in the garage. Michelle will be my will verify for me. I want to. And then the last second, you know, we've got 10 grandkids. Um, our son-in-law's out of town. Grampy duties pick up. And the next thing I know, it's too late to get up there. I'm sorry, I missed it. I know you had a good event up there. I, I apologize for that. Um, look, uh, put mark your schedule for, first of all, <clears throat> you see what's on the screen right now? This is so critical for us, friends. Do not comply. And you know what's really good? I'm seeing this all across the Internet now. People are putting it up. We don't know what's coming, but what's coming, don't comply with it. I will not wear it on my face. I will not, will not wear it any place. I will not get. I will not wear it to get in. I will not wear it on my chin. I will not wear it on my ear. I will not wear it out of fear. I will not wear your stupid mask. I will not wear it. Do not ask, folks. Get ready now. I will not comply. Prepare your hearts, okay? Prepare your hearts, because they're getting ready to do something else. Why? Because they're losing. I'm going to show you that again today here. Amen. Uh, on September 23rd, this is another thing. God, uh, Gary, Gary's helping me out. 
We are going to, on September 23rd, it's a Saturday, mark, mark this on your calendar. We're going to do an educational Zoom meeting on, are you ready? What do I do with my money? What do I do with my, not how do I make money? Right now with my, what do I do? In this unsettled time that we find ourselves in, you got money in the bank, you got retirement accounts, what, what do we do? So we're preparing on September 23rd, which is a Saturday. We're going to do a Zoom feature. What I, there's going to be some charge to it, maybe 20 bucks. I'm not, not a lot, but they've got some great presenters. And here's what we're going to talk about on September 23rd. And I'll get some more information out there for you. We're going to talk about, do you guys know, you guys know anything at all about cryptocurrency? We're going to teach you something about cryptocurrency. Be about an hour and with an expert. I'm bringing in an expert to do it. And they're going to talk to you about what cryptocurrency is and how it works, yada, yada, yada. We're going to bring in then a expert on precious metals, why they matter, where you get them, what you have to look for. Because many of you are sitting on top of uh, retirement or bank accounts or whatever, inheritances, and it's just dollars. And you, know, you don't know what to do with it. And then I just verified yesterday, if you can, pull up Survival 401k, Ross Powell at Survival 401 Okay, if you, I don't know if you guys have ever heard all of this. Uh, you can pull out your retirement money and put it in your own survival 401k. You can, look, listen to me. If you have a retirement, whatever that you have, you can pull it out. It's called a self-directed IRA. And Ross Powell is going to come. He's going to present the whole thing to us. In fact, he told me, uh, he texted me yesterday. I'm back and forth with him. He's a busy guy. I've known Ross for a long time through, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my, through uh, Hear the Watchman. And he, here's what he told me. Look at this. I didn't know this. I did not know this. He told me this. Where is it? Uh, uh, he said it also, see, here's what, here's what you do, friends. So you take your, you get all of your retirement money out of your retirement account, whatever that might be, because they're going broke, right? They're going to go broke. Get all that money out, and then you are in control of it. And what did you say? You can put it in precious metals that you actually can take possession of. You can use crypto. You can use real estate. You can take your retirement money, and you can be in charge of investing it. Join the retirement revolution. I trust Ross Ross Powell. Michelle and I have done this. Michelle and I have done this. So he's going to join all these three guys. on. Uh, that's going to be September 23rd. Nine in the morning, we're going to start and we're going to go for maybe three hours, make these presentations. We'll get you more information about it. And we want a large, lot, folks. Also, we're going to, you know how we do it, right? We're going to, when, when you, we, uh, your upfront cost, you're going to get streaming and then you're going to get access to the streaming. So you can watch it over and over and share it with others and all that kind of stuff. So that's on the tape. That's why my mind going a million dollars an hour. Michelle said, you need a staff. I said, yeah. But I promised I would never get a staff because then I got to pay him. Not that I don't want to pay him, but then I'm responsible, always worrying about money to keep that. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. If some of you want to volunteer out there and help, help, which is what, you know, Gary and some of them. Anyway, I want to move on. This is all really, really good. More information coming up Saturday, September 23rd. It's going to be awesome. Uh, golly, Lord, where do you want me to go, Lord? All right. Um, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm looking at my records. I said I was sorry, didn't I, Michelle? I'm sorry, Michelle. Okay, man, oh man, friends, bear with us here. All right? All right? This is going to be real. This is going to be really. I got a thousand different directions I want to go. Uh, Lord, where do you want me to go first? Where do you want? Okay, okay. Oh Lord. Okay, pull up, uh, I'll, folks, there's something going on beyond what we can even understand. This is where my frustration comes from. We cannot miss this opportunity. Now, we did the show, was it yesterday? I did, the shows all go together in my head as to when we did it. The one about the fact that they've legalized Jesus again, the lemon test, they've legalized Jesus Christ again. Church, Jesus Christ is now legal again. We ought to be putting Ten Commandments back up. We ought to be putting Ten Commandments in our schools. We ought to be restoring. Are you with me? We ought to be on the offensive. God has opened a window 
where the Luciferians are losing bigger than you can even understand. I want to show you two things right now that are going to prove it to you, okay? Everybody knows Oliver Anthony. I want to talk about him real quickly. Rich men in Richmond, right? You know they've offered him an $8 million contract. And Oliver Anthony will not take the $8 million contract because he says that's the problem. Everybody's about money. Money, money. As soon as you take money, they own you. He said, I'm not going to do that. Although I found out he's making $40,000 a day through YouTube and other. But he said, I won't be bought. I will not be bought. I'm not going to be bought. I'm not going to be part of that system. I'm not going to do it. And I want you to watch this. This is why Fox News hates. You would think Fox News would be having him on, wouldn't you, friends? Having Oliver Anthony on? Have they had him on? No, they haven't had him on. Can I show you why they hate him? Because this is an American anthem that appeals to everyone. I want you to watch this video. I don't know who put it together. This is a video of people watching Richmond from Richmond and reacting as they watch it. Because what Oliver Anthony is singing is an anthem of America who are fed up. They are fed up with Richmond north of Richmond. In other words, they're fed up with the government. They're, they're fed up with seeing all their money, blacks, whites, Hispanics, they're fed up with seeing their money go to the Ukraine, seeing these big cats get off. They're sick of it. And it goes across racial lines. Folks, something's happening. This is about two or three minutes. But I want you to watch the reaction of these people to Oliver Anthony's Anthem of America. Go ahead. I've been selling my soul, working all day. Overtime hours for bullshit pay So I can sit out here and waste my life away Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to For people like me, people like you Wish I could just wake up and it not be true But it is, oh it is, living in the new Can rock the rich men north or Richmond, Lord knows it all. Just wanna have total control. Wanna know what you think, wanna know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Cause your dollar ain't shit, oh. and it's taxed to no end. Okay. Now you know why they hate him. 
Boom. Now you know why they hate him, right? Because love of family, security, and freedom goes across all racial denomination lines. Every, Amen. Every bit, every bit of it. And the whole shtick of the devils divide and conquer. And the people in control know that. And they are experts at divide and conquer. The folks, the dam's breaking. I'm telling you, the dam is breaking. Now, I'm going to show you another one. Another Oliver Anthony song that just broke yesterday, just last night. It's 1B, right? And you tell me, do you, anybody out there, that's crazy. Remember the folk songs? The times, they are a change. Remember Bob Dylan and the folk songs and of the 1960s? Remember that the old coach told you that we are not in a linear thing, we're in a secular thing? You understand that after 60 years or 70 years, uh, things cycle back around? You understand that we're moving from light, from darkness to light? You understand that things are about to get better, not worse, despite what your theological pastor is telling you? Things are going to get lighter, not darker. Now, there's going to be some darkness. We're still not out of the darkness. It's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But we are moving. Hey, you think those guys during the Revolutionary War, do you think they saw that as a period of light or as a period of dark? Did they cower in the corner? Or did they go do what they had to do to make the sun rise? Sun was coming up. The sun came up in America and lasted 200 and however many years. And over the last 50 or 60 years, we've been descending into darkness. And our leadership is bought and sold and stolen from us. Our liberties and our freedoms are stolen from us. But the sun's coming up. The sun's coming up. And so I hate to, when, well, I don't hate to be right because the Holy Spirit told me it was going to be the NASCAR crowd. It was going to be the NASCAR crowd. They want to sign Oliver Anthony and he won't take their money. He will not take their money. He is a free man. Now, this one, was released yesterday. And what's the title of it? I don't know, but it's gonna make you get you it's gonna make you cry. Because this is sorry, Ford Motor Company. This is the heartbeat of America. Friends, you better hear me. This is the heartbeat of America. It's not CNN, it's not MSNBC, it's not the D Democrat Party, it's not the Republican Party. This is the heartbeat of America. Go ahead and play it, buddy. Well, if it weren't for my old dogs and the good Lord, they'd have me strung up in the psych ward. Cause every day living in this new world is one too many days to me. Son, we're on the brink of the next world war, and I don't think nobody's praying no more, and I ain't. Saying I know for sure I'm just down on my knees Begging the Lord take me home I just want to go home I don't know which road to go It's been so long I just know I didn't used to wake up Feeling this way Cussing myself Every damn day, people have really gone and lost their way. They all just do what the TV say, and I want to go home. Seven generations farming the ground. Grandson sells it to a man from out of town. Two weeks later, the trees go down. Only got concrete growing around. And I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't know which road to go It's been so long I just know I didn't used to wake up Feeling this way 
Well, cussing myself every damn day. There's always some kind of bill to pay. People just doing what the rich man say, and I wanna go home. What is home? Where is home? What happened to our home? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it, can, can, can you see, can you follow the censorship that's going on? Because the last thing that the, those Luciferians in charge want is unity in the body of Christ. Yes, right, Steve. Home is where the heart is. I don't know if he's talking about heaven. I think he's saying, where did where'd my home go? Where did it go? Granddad leaves a big farm to somebody and the kids can't wait to sell it so they can get a bunch of money. They cut down all the trees and they make concrete out of it. That's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. What happened to us? What happened to us? Oh, boy. We're, hey, we're so winning. We are so winning. This genie is not going to go back in the bomb. Just not going to. Just not going to. All right, hang on. I'm going to open it up here for just a second. Because I, um, uh, what, does that, what does that even mean? Pull up number two. Yeah. I was going to talk to them. But I, yesterday I got myself in trouble because I tried to, I tried to mix subjects. Holy Spirit, and, and didn't get, didn't really get, Covered what I wanted to get covered. Made it kind of cloudy, really. Pull up number two, uh, which says, uh, which says black man. Pull that up for me real quickly, Jonathan. <clears throat> Can you get it, man? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Because here's, let, let, me, let me cover this. And then I'm going to open it up, okay? I'm mixing the subject, but I feel, I feel need to do that, all right? Uh, do I do that, Lord? Do I open that up right now? I'm, I'm asking myself here this, okay? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to open it up right now. And then I'll move to this. Reaction. Reaction. Would somebody help me out here? Can, can anybody tell me any church where you go to today that tells you it's getting lighter? Can, can anybody name one church that you go to where they are excited about tomorrow because things are going to get better? Any, anybody? Anybody know of one? And, yeah. and why is that? Why is that? Why, why are we hearing yeah, Joe Olstein does. Yeah, but he, he's, it's about personal stuff with Joe Olstein. You being happier, and you getting money. Not the, not the world, not the kingdom of God being expanded. You don't hear that. Nobody's talking about that. Every denomination that I know of is teaching you it's getting darker. It's going to get worse. It's getting darker and darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. And is any, any wonder that Christians are so paralyzed? Now, pe- people aren't only, they're not paralyzed because of doctrine, although doctrine's part of it. They're paralyzed because nobody's talking about it and they think they're the only one. They don't know what they're supposed to Oh, I know my solution. I'll vote for Trump. I'll vote. That's, that's our solution? The church's solution is we're going to vote for Trump? That's it? What? What? But see, the attitude, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. And the church thinks we can't. Anybody want to argue that? Huh? This this old world's gone. This world's all gone. Jesus is going to come back. It's defeatist. It's a, that's a defeatist ad. You wait till my dad gets here. You wait till oh yeah, my dad can beat up your dad. That's that's the attitude of the American church. Huh? Not soldiers of the cross. No, 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 no. No. In fact, you're a soldier of the cross. They'll give you the left foot of fellowship. They get out of here. 
We're about love, 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 peace, 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 prosperity, 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 and Jesus is coming soon. Quit bringing your negative attitude here. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I can tell you this much. Pastor Matt's speaking that way. He, you know, just with the going through that school board thing, he's been telling his church, and he's he's hammering us at the church down there in Bladesburg, that little country church. He said, in here's where we worship Jesus. And he points out the window. He said, out there is where we take him. And he's just talking about what we got to do in society, that Jesus is going to give us a reprieve. He believes that. But the church has got to stand up, and we got to be that salt and light. He is and using the youth, the kids. He talked about it here recently. Little four-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old, ten-year-old. He said, we skip right by them. He said, speaking, okay, Jeff, speaking, speaking, I don't mean to step on you. Yeah. You know, look, folks, I'm going to lay this out to you right now. Here's, I need some help. I'm going to tell him, Michelle. As I'm mowing the, as I'm mowing the grass, I told you when I'm mowing the grass, Holy Spirit speaks to me, right? When I was out mowing the grass, it's sky high. It's, it's a bunch of acres and a lot of grass. I was mowing the grass, and the Lord gave me a vision. Roger, I'm talking to you this morning, talking to anybody out there that can help me. Holy Spirit made it very, very clear to me that if we don't get the next generation, we have got to actively go after the next generation. We have to. And the Lord's put it on my heart to start at Sky High, past the salt, spiritual boot camps, where I bring in young kids, young teenagers, 13, 14, 15, maybe do it in two groups, bring them in one day a week, train them on what it means to be a godly man, train them on what it means to be a soldier of the cross, train them how to defend their faith, train them how to pray, train them how to treat women, train them how to be a father, train them how to be responsible and be on time. And every day at the end of it, a little bit of a physical workout where I take them through, I get Tom Gill involved. We take them through a training session and do that every Wednesday, every Wednesday. But here's my problem. How do I reach the, how do I reach the kids? I, I, I shared the vision with a couple of people and they just kind of looked at me like I was crazy. They don't get it. They don't get it. They will learn to be Christian men. Folks, listen, are you looking at me? Your youth group is not training your son to be a Christian man. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. I need, I need. Amen. 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 The youth group is contributing to children being foolish young Christians. They have no idea. And I look at what Matt Twell is doing. And I see the impact that those young men have. I said, Lord, I need to do that. And the Lord said, yeah, you do. You do need to do that. You do need to do that. So I'm crying out to Roger or anybody out there who can help put some meat on these bones. And not only put meat on the bones, I'm going to create a program where Chad can do it in Texas, where Randy can do it in Oklahoma. Here it is. Dave can do it in Michigan. Boom. You want to talk about, huh? You want to talk about being able to impact the world. You want to be able to talk about it. That's how we have. If we do not get young Christian men, we have no chance. Amen. So my wife, you know, my wife said to me the other day, she says, oh, you're such a visionary. And I am, but I'll be honest with you. I can't do it by myself. I can't do it, but I have the vision to do it. I can, I, I was mowing that grass and I saw all those young kids out on that property being trained to be men. You know what else the Lord told me? I don't want it. Don't anybody give me any money now. I don't want it. I said, Lord, how am I going to fund this? He says, it's simple. A hundred men, a hundred a week, a hundred a month, a hundred men, a hundred a month. I said, can you do math? Can you do math? A hundred men, a hundred a month. Share the vision. A hundred a men, a hundred a month. There'll be boot camps popping up down. Chad will get one gone. Uh, uh, um, my brain just went dead. Randy will get one gone. Clay will get one gone. 
Dave Allison will get one going. They'll begin, they'll be popping up all across America. Pass the salt spiritual boot camps where young men become men. Boom. Boom. Uh, uh, is that a vision? Is that Hallelujah. A vision? But I'm look, I need help. I need help. I'm, I just the nuts and bolts them. I just need help. Hey coach. Yeah. Do me a favor. Talk to Pastor Matt. You talk with him. Here's an old boy. He came last night and he listened to Tom Dunn and listened to Harry. And this is what he said. I've heard this from him. He didn't go to a cemetery to become a preacher. He's an oil field guy. He's stuck old country boy. And that's what he's talked about. He's been preaching this that we, the churches think that kids are accountable. The boys, are, young kids are accountable at 13. He said, why 13? He said, we're starting them out at six, seven, and eight. You know what I mean? He's got a vision for that what we got to do, but I think you would love just chatting with him about this. He probably want to be a part of it with you. He's got some good ideas, just manly young men. So. Amen. Amen. Angie. Hey coach. So what a great idea. And you know, something very similar has been on my heart for the last probably six, eight months. Um, but we can definitely talk about that. But I think homeschooling groups is going to be one of your biggest outlets on these kinds of things. Um, and you can market that through, like uh, my friend Judy Phelps does, her her um, boot camps for women and boot camps for, you know, kids. And she, like, she like does, like, the, the firearms kind of stuff. But she puts it out. She gets a pretty good crowd. But that's uh, the marketing in your local areas is going to be really important. But I really honestly think you should start with homeschool groups. Well, that's, and, what, uh, that's, that's what I want to do. Angie, here's my problem, okay? Look, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe we can talk about this over, over the air. Look. You always run into doctrinal issues. Homeschoolers right. can be just as bad. I don't want my son being taught that. Our denomination doesn't believe that. I'm just trying to teach a daggone 13-year-old boy. I want to teach him how to treat his mom and his sisters and his girlfriends and not no get caught on necessary. porn and not chase yeah. drinking beer. and not. Ch- I just want to make it real for a young kid. Talk to the young yeah. man about masturbation and where that leads and where pornography leads. To be honest with him, not send him to a youth group and talk about whatever they games they play in youth groups. Right. Well, and, and you can market it like, uh, you know, this is marketed as such. I mean, you Andy, know. I need help. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I need help, Angie. Yep. I got the Let's vision. Talk. Let's I got talk. the vision. Let's work out the details offline. All right. Thanks, Chad. I got, I got it. I got it. George. Yes, Coach. It has to come to fruition. Let me tell you what's happening in China. Five-year-olds, little five-year-olds, are disassembling and assembling automatic rifles, taking bayonets, stabbing them into the, uh, the dummies and stuff like this, crawling around in the mud, underneath the barbed wire, on their stomachs, and they're chanting kill america this is what's happening amen so yeah it's got to come to amen us. george amen 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 okay listen i just noticed something here I, I, i'm not switching gears but i forgot to say this i gotta cover this right now okay seven o'clock tomorrow seven o'clock tomorrow we're doing a coach dave prayer vigil right here seven o'clock tomorrow seven o'clock eastern time and we're going to pray against the forces of darkness that are going to try to bring back masks and fear and all that. Seven o'clock in the evening, a one hour prayer vigil to get out in front of the forces of darkness. Seven o'clock tomorrow. Tell your friends, you guys know how we do it, right? You know how we do it. We're going to, we're going to bombard the gates of hell tomorrow at seven o'clock. Put it on your calendar. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, just a uh, different way of phrasing it, turning young males into men, young males into men. Right, right. Yes, whatever it be, whatever it is. I got the vision. I need It needs some sharpening. Glorian. And Coach, um, if you pull this together, I'm more than willing to come and talk to all the single moms and, you know, and have a separate part for them you know, and encouraging them. And, and what I appreciate what you're doing and is if I can also get an address, I'd like to send you a book by Ron Sheffman. He's a pastor out of Freedom Fellowship Church in Oklahoma. And he wrote a book called Breaking the Bastard Spirit. And it's, and it's, and it's on point and 
It's what's happening in not just physically within our families because these all these kids all these kids are um growing up with no with no dads sons and daughters right but there's there's no spiritual fathers in the church and what you're taking on is breaking that spirit that bastard spirit you know and and taking responsibility and i mean when you when you take on spiritual sons and daughters and and discipling them it's not like jesus doesn't divorce from us we they we get divorced when you go through a divorce you're divorcing god because when you made that covenant with your spouse before god you just divorced god you just divorced your family god doesn't do that and by you stepping up and doing this that spirit's going to be broken there's not going to be a spiritual famine for family and and division in in the um home amen well we're going to raise so, up young men we're going to raise up young men who will change the atmosphere in their home that's that's what i believe that's what I believe. Tracy, come on in. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, coach. I've got tears of joy running down my face. I have been nudging your wife about you two doing something like this for a long time. You're great teachers. You care about everybody. You have such passion. I've got a place over here in Guernsey County already. Just send me a good God-fearing Christian man. Okay, so I'm here's, here's my vision. I got to get Michelle to buy into this. Here's my vision. Boys from nine, uh, eight to 11 girls from noon to three and M Michelle will train the girls in the afternoon. She says, I don't know what to do. I said, train them to be a virtuous woman. Yes, you do. Yes, you do know what to do. She said, no, she, she exactly knows. Uh, she knows. She just, it's bringing others in. It's bringing others in who will help. She would be the director of the girls. I'm director of the men, but I'm going to bring in men who are going to train them. Right? Wow, wow, wow. Amen. I mean, start fight, honey. <laughs> Myra, go ahead. This is so, isn't this, is this a home run? Is this so needed, folks? Are the, are the youth groups just nothing but that? Huh? Yeah, they are. They are. And I'm going to make it an, an uh, I just got to, I can't lay it all out. The Lord made it so clear to me. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, coach. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth and in regard to taking the land. Amos 9, 11 through 13. That is Amos 9, 11 through 13. In that day will rise, rise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof. And I will rise up his rules, and I will build it as in days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all of all the hidden which are called by my name, saith the Lord that doeth this. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the pro man shall overtake the ripper, and the traitor of grace him that soweth seed oh. and the mountains shall drop sweet wine and all the hills shall melt hallelujah mm -hmm. and i will bring again the captivity of my people wow awesome myra awesome awesome sun's coming up it ain't going down sun's coming up folks it isn't going down mm. oh yeah oh yeah neil come on in the uh <clears throat> How should I say the theme for our church year this year? Um, it's going to be, I can't, I don't know the Bible that well, but it's either Second Timothy or Titus where it talks about uh, older men teaching younger women, or teaching younger men, older women teaching younger women. And our church the whole year is going to be to the older men, who are you mentoring? Mm. And it's going to be all about, he's already, our pastor's already got a program in place where, one man is teaching three men, and those three men are going to go out Amen. and pick three men. So that's that's where our church is at on that. Oh, so so let me tell you something, Neil. Again, this, again, uh, you guys, you know that uh, big brothers and big sisters has become a grooming thing. You guys know that. Tell me, tell me, you're growing up and you understand that, right? Amen. Big, big brothers and big sisters has not become nothing more than a sexual grooming for pedophile. I'm just sorry, just telling you the truth, right? 
And can somebody tell me a name for me, one church where the pastor is training the men in evangelism of their families and of those around them. Just one, just one church. You don't have to name one because there isn't any. There isn't. Maybe Matt Terwella, maybe he is. We have to, we, have, we want to step into that gap. Can, can you guys see these? Can you see these little, these little boot camps? Can you see us giving, giving, we replace, we're replacing the Boy Scouts. We're replacing whatever, whatever it is. I don't have visions of going national. It might, but it sure can go down to Chad's place. I've seen Chad's place. He can get some kids there and train them. He can do that. Yeah, he can. Randy can do that. Clay can do that. Clay's got some property. He can do it on, right? Folks, we we don't need any more resources. Uh, We don't need big buildings. We don't need big uh, 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 video setups. We We don't need that. We need to teach young men how to be young men. We got to teach young men what it means to be saved. You ask my uh, our six year old grandson. I think he's six. Dave, David, what do men do? You know what David tells you? Men protect women. Yeah, they don't try to go out and get in their pants. Men protect women. We have to actively begin to do that. Okay, now I'm going to switch gears. Okay, y'all with me? I'm going to. Need, I need some help. I need some help. Good one. I'm glad I got that off my chest. Don't forget, 7 o'clock tomorrow, we're praying. Okay, pull up for me now. The one that says, see, Christianity, it's not what you believe, but what Christianity teaches. Friends, those are not the same things. And I want to share with you today something that we had a big rigmarole yesterday. Maybe I caused it. I, I don't know why. Do you guys know what the essential doctrines of Christianity are? The essential doctrines. What are the, what are, what are the, in order to be a Christian, consider yourself a Christian, you have to believe these things. Does anybody know? Do you know what they are? Don't, I'm not asking you to tell me. Right now, could you write them down? The five essentials that make Methodism. Yep. Do you know the five essentials? Because if you don't yep. know the five essentials, then you're going to find yourself doing what the scripture says, foolish and unlearned questions avoid, for they engender stress. So we get into we get into a fight over the non-essentials. So here's a real quick video. You can play it at 1.5 speed, Jonathan. Here it is, the essentials of the Christian faith. If you don't believe these, you are not a Christian. And if you are a Christian, you believe these. Hang on. Everything else non-essential, not required. Go ahead. Hey guys, in the midst of all sorts of diverse religious beliefs, what exactly are the core beliefs of Christianity? That's coming up next on The Beat. Slow it down. Slow it's too fast. Put it hey everyone, my name is Alan Barr. Thank you all so much for tuning in to The Beat. Today's video may very well be one of the most important videos that I've ever done on this channel because we live in a society of diverse religious beliefs. And whenever you talk to people and they say that they believe in Jesus, the question really becomes not do they believe in Jesus, but what specifically do they believe about Jesus and do their beliefs match up with the core beliefs of Christianity? So while there may be wow. lots of topics that we could debate on within Christianity, I believe that these five beliefs that I'm going to discuss in this video remain the five essential beliefs beliefs of Christianity. Essential belief number one is to believe in the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that our entire faith hinges and depends on the reality of the resurrection. In other words, if Jesus really did not rise from the dead, then all of our witnessing is a waste of time, all of the preaching that's been done, our missionary work, our faith, and even the hope that one day we too would be resurrected would be a total waste of time because everything that we do and all of our beliefs will be based on a lie, an event that never actually took place. Essential belief number two involves salvation. In other words, as Christians, we must accept and assert the fact that there is no other way to get to God other than through Jesus Christ, which means at the same time, we have to reject the idea that all roads lead to God. So whenever we as Christians say that there may be another way to get to God, what we're basically saying, we don't realize we're saying it, is that Jesus himself was a liar when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Secondly, we're also implying that the Bible has errors in it, which means God cannot be trusted 
which introduces another problem, but finally it goes against the traditional view that the church has held for nearly 2,000 years. Also concerning salvation, we believe that it is only achieved by grace through faith. In other words, it is a gift that God gives us, and there's no amount of good works that we can do to earn our way into heaven. Essential belief number three is what theologians call the deity and the humanity of Christ, which is a fancy way of saying that we assert that Jesus Christ had to be 100% fully God, while at the same time being 100% fully man. And so why is this important? Well, first of all, it was important that Jesus become fully man because in order for him to be the mediator between sinful man and a holy God, he had to relate and experience everything that we experience as Christians. On the other hand, Jesus had to be 100% fully God because it is impossible for one man to save another man from his sins when they are just as sinful themselves, which is the reason why Jesus had to come to earth and live a complete, total, sinless, perfect life. Essential belief number four is what theologians call the authority and the inerrancy of Scripture. Now, if I break it down, first of all, the word authority just simply means that we believe that the Bible that we have today is the final authority on all matters of faith, every decision, every viewpoint, and in all matters of morality. And because of this, that means at the same time, we reject the idea that there are other writings out there which contradict the Bible that could also be inspired as well. The second word is the word inerrancy, and this is just a fancy theological word that basically means we believe that the original Bible contains no errors. Now, why is this important? Well, first of all, if we start entertaining the idea that the Bible has errors in it, what we're basically saying is one of two things. Either A, God did not divinely inspire the writing of the Bible, which means man wrote the Bible, which introduces all sorts of other problems, or that God did inspire the writing of the Word, but it contains errors in it, which now introduces the problem that God cannot be trusted at His Word. And essential belief number five is monotheism and the Trinity. In other words, the first word simply means that we as Christians believe that there is only one God. We reject the idea that there could be a plurality of gods. The second word is the word Trinity, which basically means that we believe our one God exists eternally in three persons, which means that each person of the Trinity is fully, uniquely God because they all possess the same essence and the same attributes as the others. So guys, I hope that as you are having conversations with people from different faiths, different okay, beliefs, you can get different that denominations. Off. Get, get it off. Okay, so now. I'm going to break this down. So yesterday we were talking about the rapture. Friends, are you looking at me? That is a non-essential doctrine. You can be a Christian and not believe in the rapture. You can be a Christian and not believe in speaking in tongues. You can be a Christian and not believe in the laying on of hands. Those are called non-essential doctrines. All right? Now pull up number three for me. I'm going to take you down through this real quick. This is important because we end up arguing over these things. So here, friends, are the essential, put this in the chat, the essentials of a Christian faith. If you do not believe this, you're not, you're not, a, you're not following Christianity. One, deity of Jesus, salvation by grace, resurrection of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and monotheism, no other gods. Now, folks, here are non-essentials, which gives us 26,000 different denominations. Stay right there. Non-essentials, eschatology, non-essential. What is that? Well, how and when the end times will unfold, the rapture, the millennium, those are non-essentials. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Number two, age of the earth, young earth or old earth or flat earth or what? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Those are non-essentials, secondary issues, not salvation issues. Three, ecclesiology, which is how the church is supposed to be set up. The government, the roles of the clergy, the laities, all that, apostles, prophets, all that stuff, non-essential. Non-essential has nothing to do with Christianity. Soteriological systems, Arminianism, Calvinism, all secondary opinions of men. Number four, uh, next one, demonology. Can a Christian have a demon or not? Teaching on various kinds of spiritual warfare. Non-essentials, non-essentials. It doesn't matter. Sacramental practices, wine versus grape juice, leaven versus unleavened bread. Who can administer it? Who can marry? Non-essentials. No, doesn't matter. Teaching his commandments and doctrines of man. Doesn't matter. Modes of baptism. Sprinkle, full of immersion, infant baptism. Non-essentials. Non-essentials. Worship styles. Liturgical, contemporary, hymns, choruses, drums, organs. Non-essential. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Not worship. We said, I'm sorry. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Tongues? No tongues. Says, tongues have ceased? They haven't ceased. Continuationism? Huh? 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 Doesn't matter. Non-essential. Doesn't matter. Worship observances. Do you do it on Saturday or on Sunday? Observe on special holy days? Tithing? Non-essentials. Boom.
I can be a Christian and worship on Sunday. Should I? That's a different issue, but it's not a salvation issue. Food and drinks. Can you drink beer? Yeah, stay away from it. You, you eat pork, not eat pork. Non-essentials. Various do's and don'ts. Tobacco consumption, playing cards, dancing, makeup, acceptable dress, movies. Non-essentials. These are all what Christians do, not what Christians are. Are you with me? Etc. Etc. This is far from an exhaustive or comprehensive list of Christians' non-essential. It seems endless at times. Hmm? Yes. Yep. Okay. Now, one more thing, because this is one of the best ones that I, you will ever come across. Number four. Number four. This is from Matt Slick. I don't know if you know Matt Slick or not. I met him one time. I was lucky to meet him. And here, put this in the chat. We're not going to go through this. Because would you all agree with me? Some of you got nervous yesterday when we were talking about the rapture, which is a non-essential doctrine, believed only by maybe, maybe 50% of the church. Maybe, maybe. Non-essential. Has nothing to do with salvation. Has to do with how we act, what we believe. So Matt, Matt, it's tough, okay? Look, so Christian doctrine. Matt has put together Christian religious. Scroll down a little bit, Jonathan. Okay, now look. Religious groups, and here's the importance. Primary essentials are stated specifically in Scripture that cannot be denied and still be a Christian. You cannot deny the essentials and be a Christian. And so the essentials are over here on the right-hand side. Jesus is still both God and man, too. Jesus rose from the dead physically. Three, the Gospels is the... Death, burial, and resurrection plan of Jesus. Four, there's only one God. Five, must be religious groups that are keeps them from being Christian are over here. Look, peoples who deny these, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormonism, sorry, Roman Catholicism, Eastern Orthodox, they do not hold to the tenets of Orthodox Christianity. You understand that? Scroll on down. You can look at this chart later on. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm not picking on anybody's church. Secondary essentials are not stated in Scripture as essential, but are derivatively essential since they deal with the accurate describing the true God and that are based in part on the primary essential. So what are the God exists as a trinity. It's a secondary essential. And Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. In other words, the nature of incarnation, that he was a seed planted by God. No virgin birth. That's a secondary essential. Groups denying this, Christophilians, I don't even know what they are, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, and Oneness Pentecostals. Interesting, huh? God is a trinity. And through a person, though a person may not understand, yada, yada. Okay, so I'm not going to read down through all these. I'm going to put these in the chart, in the chat, that you can look at it yourself. My point being this. We make primary what god says is not primary that's why he said <clears throat> foolish and unlearned questions avoid for they do engender strife can anybody out there right now prove there's a rapture can anybody no and all it does is engender strife why because it's foolish and unlearned we don't know we don't know we don't know does it matter whether you sprinkle or submerge doesn't matter. Is, it, is that a salvation issue? No, not salvation. It's the way you want to do church. You understand that? It's the way you want to do church. Somebody told you this is the way you do church. Speaking in tongues? Do you, is speaking in tongues, uh, is that the way to get to heaven? Well, I don't think so. Can you not speak in tongues to get to heaven? Well, yeah, if you got to follow these essentials. Well, why do we argue them? Why do we, why do we build churches based on non-essentials? That's how we end up with 26 thousand different doctrines. This is really, really good. Matt Matt uh, Slick is really good at calm. Got all kinds of stuff if you want to know. That's what I try to do here. I don't try to step on anybody's theology. I don't try to make you agree with mine. I'm just saying to you, are you sure? Are you sure? And it isn't amazing that Matt, Matt Slick says that from this chart that he puts forward, Catholics are not following Christian doctrine. They're not following it. Mormons aren't. Oneness Pentecostals, they're not. They're not with me. Kevin, come on in. Well, you know, another term for the essentials and non-essentials are the, 
majors and the minors. And the problem is, is that we end up majoring on the minors and getting yep. hung up on all these non-essential details. Right. Jesus warned us, teaching his commandments, the doctrines of men. Good. Were you done, Kevin? Didn't mean to cut you off. Yep, yep. No, I'm all good. That was just my, that was my point. Yep. Thanks, Dave. So you see where we are? And some of you yesterday are mad, got mad at me because I was speaking truth about the rapture. We don't know if there is one. We don't know. It's a secondary issue. It's a non-essential to the Christian faith. Yet people want to go to war over that. Why is that? Female pastors. Female pastors. Hmm. Is that an essential doctrine? Is that is that something to break fellowship over? Does that keep you from heaven? If you're going to church with a woman pastor, huh? That, is that a salvation issue? Well, why are we worried about it? What? Should you do that? Should women be pastors? I don't think so, but I, I, you know, I ain't going to part ways over it. Roger. You know, Dave, one thing you could start to fulfill uh, what the Lord has spoke to you on the mower the other day is probably two things, I think. One is, wherever you speak from here and out, I would take five minutes to look the fathers in the eye, mm. period. End of discussion. Pull five minutes back away from whatever it is you are interested in talking about. Get off the podium, walk down on the floor, and directly talk to dads, and then directly talk to a pastor about dads. Mm. That might help get the ball rolling a little bit. Amen. Um, and helping you to kind of see and f fulfill God's ministry there for you. Yeah. The I other the thing problem. is, I think you have to throw out the blanket as Gideon. You need four or five men dedicated to meet and to, to brainstorm the direction. It's not something you can do on your own. I we realize that. Mm -hmm. But without that core group of men helping to move it, I think it'll be challenging just because it, it's going to take some time. Um, I, th I think I can do it locally. I think the expansion is where I'll need help, Roger. Yeah, and maybe and maybe that's where you start is more of a local project. Yeah, you don't yes. go as big as you might want to end no, 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 up. No, no, no. You go locally. Yeah. yeah, but I think when I saw you Saturday at the men's group there, whenever you talk, five to eight minutes, right in the face of fathers that you are called to teach your children, are you doing that, and what does that look like? Amen. Amen. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. Amen. Amen. Let me let me share you one more thing. This is uh, uh, are we all friends out there? Are we are we still friends? If I step on your theology, are we still friends? You can step on mine. I, I can I can tell you this as honestly as I can be. I don't care about the I don't care. I couldn't care less about the rapture. I couldn't I couldn't care less arguing over tongues. I couldn't care. I just couldn't I couldn't care less. If you want to believe it, believe it. It's a personal thing. I don't, I don't have to believe it. It's not an essential. And if we can't come together, look, when I got born again in 1988, I think I got it right here in my Bible. That day when I received Christ as my Savior in 1988, hang on, I'll tell you the date. January 28th, 1987, my wife's birthday. When I received Christ on that day, I didn't know anything about Christianity. And immediately, I was taught what the pastor believed. And somebody say amen. I don't know where he learned what he did, but I trusted him to teach me the truth. And he did teach me the truth. However, he also taught me the doctrines of men. You, you, you hear me, friends? And so that's why, if I'm wrong, I want to know it. And if you're wrong, don't you want to know it? If my wife is going out on me, sneaking around having a boyfriend, do I want to know it? Or do I want to act like that's not happening? Do you want to continue to hold on to something that's not true? And what I promise you I'm going to continue to do as long as I'm here, Lord, as long as the Lord puts air in my lungs, I'm going to teach you to question what you've been taught.
Because why? Because the scripture says evil men have crept in unawares. They've changed the truth of God into a lie. And one of the things that we ought to all begin to do is ask our pastor this. Where did you learn that, pastor? And pastor, if you learned that, how come the guy down the street doesn't, he doesn't believe it. The pastor down the street, he doesn't believe it. Are you telling me God's word is sometimes true and not true? Or is there a fundamental truth? And do those fundamental truths fall within the five essentials of the Christian faith? And is all this other stuff simply nothing more than rooting for sports teams? Oh, I'm for speaking in tongues. Oh, I'm for laying on hands. Oh, I'm for casting out devils. I'm on that team. And I'm on that team. And I'm on that team. And will we ever at some point be willing to lay down our non-essential swords and come into the unity of the gospel of the kingdom. That's what I'm trying to do here. I'm not trying to make friends. I'm trying to present the truth that will set all of us free. Right? Seven o'clock tomorrow night, we're doing the prayer vigil. Spread the word. It'll be powerful. We're going to get out in front of this medical emergency that's heading our way again. God bless you. See you tomorrow.